0: Jalen Hurts? Jonathan Taylor? Trading down? The Steelers' unpredictable moves in this NFL draft like no other could surprise and disappoint. Welcome to the Steelers Update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting on your draft day edition of the update. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not on the clock. No, as the NFL puts on its annual show of picking talent amid the coronavirus in prime time on Thursday night, your favorite football team will probably not get much of a mention at all. That's because the Steelers already have their 2020 first-round pick on their roster. That being uber-talented safety Minka Fitzpatrick. They landed him in a trade with the Miami Dolphins last fall. And while those Dolphins will have that Steelers pick at 18 on Thursday night, the Steelers have Minka and they are plenty happy about that but fans will have to wait until the middle of the second round to try to find a difference maker for 2020 and beyond. Draft gurus are looking for the Steelers to make a surprise pick at that spot. Smart Money says running back, and the name mentioned most often is Wisconsin's Jonathan Taylor. But don't rule out Cam Akers out of Florida State, who seemed to be generating a lot of last minute Steelers buzz as the clock ticked down to the draft. Also mentioned at pick 49 for the Steelers, wide receivers Jalen Rigger out of TCU and Michael Pittman of USC, and safety Grant Delpit out of LSU. In other words, this draft is wide open and it will be wild in many respects, not the least of which it's all taking place amid the coronavirus lockdown, which has changed the world, not to mention the draft landscape. The broadcast will look and feel different. Coaches and GMs will be making their selections from their basement man caves. Behind the scenes of this draft, it's marked a return to old school scouting not in-person player visits. This favors the Steelers, who have a trusted player evaluation pipeline, and it dates back to the late 1960s and the dawning of the Chuck noll led dynasty. In short, it's not a bad year for the Steelers to be out a first-round pick for the first time since 1967. Kevin Colbert said this in the lead-up to the draft. Quote, Under the current circumstances, you may not have all of the information that you had in the past. And that's no understatement. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports Colbert has confessed that even the scouting-obsessed Steelers lack 40-yard dash times on 74 players and have incomplete physicals on 76 players. However, Colbert told the Post-Gazette, they do have 40 times on every wide receiver, a position of significant interest for the Pittsburgh that they might consider in this draft. Colbert also said the Steelers have interviewed 125 players since the Senior Bowl, and that includes 45 at the NFL Combine and another 37 on FaceTime. Yes, FaceTime. This truly is isn't your father's NFL player selection meeting. Now, is it? In short, expect both surprises and disappointment. Those looking for a bold move are calling for the Steelers to land quarterback Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma at pick 49. But the shrewdest move might be for the team to trade down. That way they can load up on more picks to make up for that missing first rounder And take a lot of names that might not mean much to casual fans, but could improve the Steelers for both 2020, at least in terms of depth, and then for the long term, in terms of a changing of the guard of some of those veteran star players. The question about all of these moves is how much impact will they have in the immediate future, the near term? That being 2020, when fans are itching to get back to the playoffs after a two-year drought. Time is of the essence, especially with 38-year-old quarterback Ben Roethlisberger coming off elbow surgery. Who knows how many more seasons Big Ben has left in the tank to make one last Lombardi Trophy run. The Steelers do need to stock up on talent and reload the gun to take a couple more shots at the Super Bowl. That's what the fans want, immediate dividends. Hell, so does Big Ben, Marquise Pouncey, Cam Hayward, and other aging Steelers stars. But the draft is more like the stock market. It really is an investment over time. Day traders usually get burned, some of them big time. The list of rookies who make a real impact year one is small. Steelers fans can hope. But their level-headed football team should not reach for what often amounts to the NFL draft equivalent of Pittsburgh pyrite, otherwise known as fool's gold. Good thing I have all of the last-minute late-breaking Steelers draft speculation, rampant rumors involving Leonard Fournette, and even some Antonio Brown conspiracy theories from Baltimore packed into this Draft Day edition of your Steelers update podcast from Penn Live. So let's get right to it. Hey, you want some real insight into the Steelers' thinking in this draft? I believe NFL Network Steelers reporter Aditi Kinkawala summed it up best on Twitter. She writes, "Quote: Let's be clear, the Steelers are not thinking about life." After Ben Roethlisberger, they're thinking about life with Ben Roethlisberger. That means six picks spent on guys who can ideally help now, unquote. Oh, God, wouldn't that be great? But who and what would help the Steelers' offense? Well, after last year, when the Steelers finished 30th in total offense and 27th in scoring, the answer is pretty much anyone and anything. But Ray Filippado, penning his final draft predictions for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, gets far more specific with his astute Pittsburgh pronostications. He writes this, quote, the Steelers need a fast receiver that can back off safeties, be a deep threat, and be versatile enough to also make plays in the short and intermediate areas of the field. This is a deep draft for receivers, one of the best in years. So the Steelers could get a receiver early. It's also so deep they could wait until the third or fourth rounds to grab one. The Steelers also desperately lack speed at running back, but they won't have the same luxury in the later rounds if they want to get an impact running back. The best ones are expected to be off the board by the end of the second round. The wild card scenario remains a defensive player because the Steelers are razor thin at dime linebacker, hybrid safety after the release of Mark Barron. This year, more than ever, expect the Steelers to hold true to their drafting method. That means prospects from Power 5 schools, players that have NFL family bloodlines and or the Steelers have familiarity with college coaches and high-character players that were captains or team leaders in college. Applying all these well-reasoned metrics, Filippaldo predicts, drumroll please, at pick 49 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, running back Cam Akers, Florida State, says Filipaldo. Akers is a complete back capable of staying on the field all three downs and would be the feature back of the future for the Steelers. Unquote. Runners up, according to Filippaldo, at this pick 49, wide receivers Jalen Rigger of TCU, Michael Pittman of USC, and safety Grant Delpit out of LSU. All interesting stuff. As a bonus, Filippado gives us the Steelers' third round pick. That is number 102. And he has your Steelers taking wide receiver Devin DuVernay out of Texas. Says Filippado, the Steelers take advantage of the depth of this receiver class with their compensatory pick at the end of the third round. DuVernay is one of the fastest receivers in the draft, Timed at 4.39 in the 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine. Of course, within the broad confines of what Pittsburgh needs to do, which is basically just get some playmakers on offense, the Steelers could do just about anything within this draft. And that includes trading out of the 49th pick to load up on younger talent deeper in the draft. After all, as we said, this team already has landed their first-round pick for 2020. And that is Minka Fitzpatrick. And he paid immediate dividends as a seasoned second year safety who remade the Steelers defense into one of the fastest, most opportunistic in the NFL. In other words, what fans have been waiting for out of this Steelers defense since the newly minted Hall of Famer, Troy Palomalo, in his prime. Chris Adamski described the Pittsburgh first round pick this way, writing in the Trib Live. And this is a description that is not a projection based on college tape, as all of the other draft picks will be. It's built on two seasons of pro football production. He writes, a versatile athletic playmaker of high pedigree who is perfect for their defense and for whom the scouting community was nearly unanimous in asserting he was worthy of being selected as a top 12 draft pick. That is Minka Fitzpatrick, and that is who he has proved to be in the NFL. As a bonus, Fitzpatrick is signed to bargain salaries for 2020 and 2021 with a team option for 2022. No wonder Colbert is still gushing about their number one pick. He said, quote, we couldn't be more excited about not only having Minka in the fold from last year, But as we move forward into this draft, because of the unknown issues that we're going to be dealing with, i.e. the coronavirus, we feel even more comfortable having made that trade had we not, In other words, the rest of this draft really is gravy for the Steelers, but who doesn't love gravy? The more the better, which is why they could trade down having already landed Minka. Of course, most draft predictions aren't based on trading. They're based on the Steelers' standing plant with the picks as they have. Luke Easterling with USA Today's draft Wire, tells Trib Live's Tim Benz, this draft has the potential to fall Pittsburgh's way just as it stands, especially when it comes to the team loading up on the offensive side of the football. Benz writes, quote, Easterling is pointing specifically to wide receiver, offensive line, and running back. Quote from Easterling, everybody has been talking about how deep this wide receiver class is for almost the entire year. I've got 17 wide receivers in the top 100. There are going to be starting caliber wide receivers on the board in the fourth round, unquote. He mentions TCU's Jalen Rieger as a receiver who's been frequently slotted to the Steelers. Easterling seems to think he'll be gone by the Steelers' selection at 49, according to Benz. Instead, Easterling makes USC's Michael Pittman Jr. sound like the best pass catcher who could be the best available fit for the Steelers. And if the Steelers lean running back, Well, Easterling claims to have six or seven backs with first-round grades. However, he doesn't see a lot of teams selecting backs that early. Instead, Easterling is particularly high on Florida State's Cam Akers as a good option for the Steelers in the middle of the second round. Of course, some even think the Steelers may go with an offensive lineman, as Benz continues in his column, and the most value at guard and center is when the third round kicks off, according to Easterling. Quote, there are going to be starting caliber players available into the fourth round. A lot of fantastic options right where the Steelers need them, unquote. For his part, Andrew Filipponi is tweeting that if the Steelers go running back high, it could be Wisconsin's Jonathan Taylor. He has been the early favorite going to the Steelers. Filippone tweets his specific reason as to why. Quote, several people have brought up to me how much Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin respect Wisconsin head coach Paul Crist as a reason why they're so high on Jonathan Taylor. They developed a relationship with Crist from the time at Pitt, and it's partly why they drafted James Conner and T.J. Watt. Interesting unquote. Yes, interesting indeed, and there are so many options for our Steelers, and it's going to keep everyone on their toes during this draft. Hey, fans might find Thursday night a bit boring because their favorite team isn't on the clock, but the Steelers could be having lots of fun in the successive days scooping up big-time bargains at key offensive positions In those second through fourth rounds, that just happens to be when this team's draft rises and falls. Those mid to high rounds are what make an NFL draft. But what about quarterback? Everybody in Pittsburgh loves to talk about the quarterback position. And Big Ben is coming off elbow surgery and at 38 isn't getting any younger and the arms behind him didn't exactly shine for the Steelers when Ben went down during the second game last season. So the Steelers are going to draft a quarterback, right? Well, as the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette writes, several national mock drafts, including Mel Kuyper Jr., have the Steelers selecting Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts with their top pick. But when asked about this, Kevin Colbert said the following, quote, we look at Every position, no different than any other given year, whether we pick first, 32, or not picking. We evaluate the whole board. We have a good feel for those guys. But if you feel good about number seven coming back, we know what we have in Mason Rudolph. We'll see where we go, unquote. So it doesn't sound like a lot as to the Steelers taking a quarterback in this draft. And if you believe the beat writers closest to the team, the Steelers are all about reloading for a last Lombardi run with Big Ben. That would also rule out taking a quarterback. Unless, unless Jalen Hurts falls into the third round, as some now believe. Or could the QB the Steelers covet be Utah's Jordan Love? Peter King seems to think so. And if there is one arm that the Black and Gold Brain Trust truly believes is golden, then they will take that quarterback in this draft. That is the lesson of the NFL. It is a quarterback-driven league, first, last, always, so don't rule it out. As even Big Ben said this week, it's the Steelers' prerogative to draft a quarterback. Yes. Finally, with offensive talent packed into rounds two through four, never rule out, of course, the Steelers trading down as well. Alex Kazura seems to think this move would be the shrewdest. He tweets, quote, Sure, Kevin Colbert will be asked about trading down in his press conference, and he'll give the standard, we're never going to say no answer. But if there was a year to do it, this is it. Only six picks, one in the top 100, two in the first three rounds. Deep draft. Smart to move down, unquote. So again, we will see. But who needs the draft anyway? A couple of free agent rumors involving the Steelers are swirling. Of course, one is about strong arm but interception-prone quarterback Jameis Winston. It's still out there as a shiny object for the Steelers. But the latest player to be played up in Pittsburgh is Jacksonville Jags running back Leonard Fournette. He's supposedly on the training block, and he's supposedly a steal for the Steelers. Radio sports talker Andrew Filippone, who fanned the flames for Jameis Winston, is now blowing on the foundry fires for Fournette. He thinks the Steelers could have him for a song. He tweets, quote, I'm hearing Leonard Fournette can be had for a day three pick in 2021. Could be conditional based on production. The Steelers should be in on that. He's an upgrade on James Conner. They traded a fifth for Nick Vanette. Why not? Steelers fans, chant it with me. Spread the word. Fournette for a fourth. Fournette for a fourth. Well, and the deal just kept getting better and better, at least according to Filipponi. Going into the draft, he said the pick for Fournette could be even lower, making it even a better deal for the Steelers. Quote, I'm now hearing that the fourth round pick for Fournette was setting the bar too high on a return. A sixth probably gets it done. Even better, what are the Steelers waiting for? Unquote. Well, others are warning that bargain shoppers for troubled NFL players usually get burned. If Fournette is going that low, there's a reason, and it probably starts with the running back's prickly personality, but it ends with his less than stellar NFL ability. At least it does according to Tim Benz, who writes this insightful piece for Trib Live. Quote, The former LSU running back has two seasons over 1,000 yards during his first three in the NFL. But former Pittsburgh sports writer and current Jags beach writer Vitor Stellino called him a disappointment for being a fourth overall choice in front of the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Christian McCaffrey. Quote, He's a straight-ahead power runner, doesn't have a lot of wiggle, needs good blocking, needs holes, and there were issues off the field, Stellano said. He adds, the Jaguars also soured on Fournette because of his attitude. He's had a reputation for falling asleep in meetings, blowing off the team photo, and suggesting the team should sign Cam Newton, which was viewed as undermining Gardner Minshew, unquote. Aside from that, he's a prince, Benz writes. He's certainly not in the long-term plans of the Jaguars, and likely Fournette shouldn't be in the Steelers' plans either. Nick Farbar with the Steelers' depot tweeted as much. He writes, Why Leonard Fournette to the Steelers doesn't make that much sense. Fournette is too often injured. The Steelers have most of Fournette's skill set covered by members of the RB room the Steelers have a better running back in James Conner already on the roster, unquote. And finally, don't be surprised if Antonio Brown rears his head and steals some oxygen even during this historic NFL draft. That's because talk about the ex-Steelers star receiver is still strong down in Baltimore, where Ravens QB and new Madden NFL 21 cover boy Lamar Jackson is raving about the prospect of throwing passes to Brown this fall for the Ravens. Quote, I'd be happy if they sign him, but it's not my decision, Jackson said. When asked about the prospect of Brown joining his cousin, Ravens receiver Hollywood Brown, should Antonio flock with the Ravens. And wouldn't that just destroy Steelers fans? But Tim Benz warns of the double curse going on down in Charmed City. That of the Madden cover curse and the new one from Antonio should he land with the Ravens. Benz writes this for Trib Live. Quote, that Madden NFL honor has a reputation of bringing a jinx with it. Jackson may want to be careful about doubling down. Who needs a jinx when you have a walking curse like Antonio Brown in your locker room? Over the past 13 months, Brown has cursed the Steelers, Oakland Raiders, and New England Patriots. Jackson doesn't seem to care. Like so many others, he appears smitten with Brown's raw talent. Unquote. Still, Benz isn't ruling out the Ravens' finding some way to ink Brown to a last-minute deal that minimizes their risk. It would give the diva one last shot to revive the NFL career he single-handedly destroyed. And perhaps this time, Antonio would wake up. But if not the Ravens, then nobody, according to Benz, who concludes, quote, if the Ravens don't sign Brown, no one else will, unquote. Well, quote the Ravens, we'll see. But the bottom line heading into what could be the most unpredictable NFL draft of the modern era due to all the limitations of the coronavirus is this. Strap in, Steelers fans. It's going to be a wild ride. And when it's over, let's hope the Steelers have one or two really special players who'll pay some dividends in 2020. That's because... The future is now in playoff star Pittsburgh. And next week, we'll sort through the Steelers draft, trying to predict the new players who will have that kind of impact this coming season. Because that's what matters most. Until then, this is your Steelers Update podcast. Download it wherever you download your favorite audio. And of course, log on to PenLive.com anytime for your... Real-time Steelers news. Now, you are on the clock, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. It's draft day.